Hello, and welcome to Fanby Daily for Friday, July 31st, 2020. Wow, where did this month go? What is time? Where are we? I know who I am. I'm John Warren, editor-at-large for Fanbyte.com. I'm here to guide you through the headlines in games and entertainment in less than 10 minutes. Okay, three, two, one, let's jam. Someone must have finally explained to Donald Trump the mechanics of K-pop TikTok ruining his Tulsa rally back in June because our big wet president told some reporters on Air Force One Friday evening that he's close to signing an executive order that would, quote, ban the popular video app as soon as Saturday. ByteDance, the Chinese company that owns TikTok, is already under pressure to divest from the app, citing concerns regarding Chinese companies doing business in the United States. Trump's re-election campaign already launched an ad weeks ago, asking supporters to sign a petition that would drive the ban, but now it appears he's just going full speed ahead with an executive order. Microsoft is the rumored party to be looking at buying the app from ByteDance, which would probably not even get the app out of the woods, since this is almost certainly more about Trump's ego than concerns about user data going over to China. Trump, for the record, has averaged just over four executive orders signed per month during his presidency, the highest rate since Dwight Eisenhower's eight years as president. Uh, Trump criticized Barack Obama's use of the executive order in 2016. Obama averaged just under three executive orders per month during his administration. Ubisoft wasn't done unleashing its IP onto Netflix after yesterday's Splinter Cell animated series announcement, revealing today that Beyond Good and Evil, that a Beyond Good and Evil film is in the works on the streaming service, with Detective Pikachu director Rob Letterman attached in the same role. The film is expected to be a live-action animation hybrid similar to Detective Pikachu. Seems like the easiest way to get a five-foot-tall pigman on the screen in a believable way. If you're unfamiliar with Beyond Good and Evil, it is a 2003 action-adventure game following a photojournalist named Jade as she uncovers a vast intergalactic alien conspiracy. It melded a bunch of genres and was a commercial failure, but is truly one of the best games of the PlayStation 2 era. A sequel from Ubisoft has been in various strange states of production for more than a decade and appears to be in some kind of development hell. Cowboy Bebop's soundtrack recently hopped onto Spotify, but it's also getting a double LP vinyl set in the fall. You can pre-order the 22-track album online on August 6th at the Milan Records website. Milan Records also handled the release of Netflix's The Witcher soundtrack and HBO's records for the soundtracks of Euphoria and Succession. A new Battletoads game is finally coming out on August 20th for Xbox, Windows 10, Xbox Game Pass, and Steam. Rare is helping publish the game uh, while Delala Studios handled development. Everything you remember from the series that started on the NES almost 30 years ago is here. Big beefy toads, probably two difficult turbo bike missions, frantic beat-em-up action, and more. Major League Baseball started their season in earnest last week, but have already failed to maintain player safety and health, with 20 positive COVID-19 tests coming out of the Miami Marlins Ball Club alone. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred issued a warning on Friday to the Players Association and their executive director, Tony Clark, that if player health isn't managed more fiercely, the entire season could be canceled. Several games involving the Marlins and their recent opponents have been shuffled around to ensure that players have time to recover from the virus and get out of quarantine, but more shakeups would make it very difficult to schedule a shortened season that is supposed to end before November. In contrast, the National Basketball Association did not leave it up to the players' union to do the protecting, with Commissioner Adam Silver establishing a bubble environment in Orlando, Florida, and implementing strict 
maybe even comically strict, COVID protocols. The NBA has only had two positive tests of COVID-19 in the past month, and their regular season began again on Thursday evening. Japanese fighting game publishers held a presser on Friday evening uh, to pull the curtain back on various games and additions to the scene coming in the next few months. Arc System Works has been developing Guilty Gear Strive for a while now, facing some COVID-related setbacks we reported on earlier in the year. They released a new trailer for the game, along with the announcement that the breathtakingly gorgeous 2D fighter will be coming to PlayStation 5 and Steam in Spring 2021 alongside the PlayStation 4 and arcade versions previously established. Brand new character Nagori Yuki was revealed, described as Arxis as a vampire with a huge sword. I can confirm this from the video. The trailer also revealed returning character Leo Whitefang. I don't know anything about this series, but the guy has two big sword things that look like crucifixes. He also has a big neck beard. He's a king, apparently. IDK. Another character will be introduced in October. Namco Bandai's little FGC darling that could, Tekken 7, uh, announced a Season 4 of content incoming with a Wi-Fi monitor that notifies you when you're being paired against someone who isn't using Ethernet, which effectively passes the buck to players, doesn't it? Uh, can't get good net code, so we gotta start pointing at the Wi-Fi kids, huh? Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway, all characters are also getting new moves as well. Uh, the very end of the teaser also suggested we'd be getting Ku uh, Kunimitsu soon, who would be returning to the mainline Tekken, who would be returning to a mainline Tekken game for the first time since 1995's Tekken 2. That's wild. Uh, Soul Calibur 6 is getting Setsuka as a playable character for the first time since her unlockable appearance in Soul Calibur 4. She's got an umbrella! Also coming in the game are custom character parts from the Tekken franchise. Now you can make your OC look like Ivy, but with Heihachi Mishima's hair. Cool. The devs over at 343 uh, recently blogged about criticism from fans about Halo Infinite's visuals with a two-fold response. One was an acknowledgement that what was shown at the Xbox First Party Game Showcase earlier in July was an older build of the game and that the team is evaluating certain aspects of the look that fell flat with fans. Second, and maybe more interestingly, uh, 343 confirmed that they are looking to incorporate more of Halo's older, softer aesthetic into Infinite, rather than go with the higher fidelity visuals of more recent games in the series. We kind of scoped this on Fanbyte uh, in a couple of podcast episodes, uh, but if you want to hear our longest discussion about it, check out our Fanwidth special episode we, re we released right after that showcase. Uh, it was Rin, Merritt, Nikki, and I talking about a bunch of stuff, including Halo Infinite. It was a very good episode. Uh, oh, and they totally confirmed that Halo Infinite's multiplayer is going to be free to play, but offered no additional details. We made it. Another week in the books. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me here at Fanbyte Daily. I'll be back on Sunday to kickstart a new week. Will TikTok be unceremoniously booted from our country? Will Major League Baseball survive another weekend? Will the Dallas Stakes win baseball season two? All burning questions we'll have answers to soon enough. Check out all of our podcasts at fanbyte.com slash podcast when you get a sec. They're all very good. Like and subscribe. Tell your friends. That really helps. All right, folks. Y'all have a good one.